Are you terrified of failing? Worried to show your less than perfect efforts? Scared someone else is ready there standing to shout, Every time you show up, that Princess Bride um, thing, by the way, in case you've never watched it before. Or perhaps the technical stuff just gets you anxious. You feel too busy or things in marketing just tie you up in knots. What if it all starts with a mindset issue, making stuff like this harder than it just needs to be? And what if by shifting that mindset a little, you open up new ways of getting the clients and customers you really want to work with and get them coming to you ready to buy? How good would that be? There are piles of different mindset blocks that we can have when it comes to content marketing. And I'm about to help you identify which ones you might be struggling with so you can take action to resolve them. Hi, my name is Rachel Claver and I'm the host of Confident Content. I'm a content marketing coach and strategist for small business owners learning to really take a look at how they can improve their marketing. And often that includes removing or working on our mindset blocks. I've been really learning it, learning how to take a look at my own mindset blocks and how I needed to shift them. And by doing so, it's added hundreds of thousands of dollars in extra sales to my business just in the last few years. I accomplished quite a lot before I removed them, but it was so much harder to get traction and keep going on those days where they were really hammering the way that I could take activity. And so I know that there is so much more that I can shift and change, and I do see this as a lifetime journey. There's always more um, that we can work on. There's always a new ceiling that we need to push against, one more mountain that we can move to make our path smoother. If you know you have got bigger things ahead for you and your business and your mindset blocks around content marketing and how to do the push out to get more customers is getting in the way, then tuning into this episode could be the initial push that you needed to get that mindset moving upwards and bigger than before. Let's dig in to find out. All right, so I'm really looking forward to this because I have been working with a whole bunch of small business owners in my coaching program. Now, one-to-one, I often work on mindset But working with a big group has really helped me see some of the common things that people have in terms of mindset blocks. And sometimes it's very easy when there's something that we don't have a problem with to go, what is that? But it is a block. Um, I know last year I worked on my money mindset and it really made a big difference to my content marketing, for example, because I have issues with understanding my worth, understanding who I am, um, even feeling like people would even want to work with me. Um, I still have problems with that sometimes on a bad day. Got a lot better. I have um, used to have real issues with rejection. And so if someone chose not to work with me, it could basically wipe me to the floor and I couldn't move for a few days. Um, and that's not very helpful when you're a small business owner and needing to get on the next sales call. So, um, you know, so other people who go, oh, I could do like 10 cold calls and it's just a numbers game. I'm like, dude, if I, someone says no to me on the second one, I'm gone for the day. I can't do it, you know. So I, I have areas that I struggle with. Other areas I don't have problems with. I love the camera. I love hanging out. I did struggle with it when I started, but I definitely don't have a mindset block around it. And so I think it's really important that we understand that all of us are going to have a mindset block around some area of content marketing or marketing because we're human, but our mindset blocks can be different to someone else's. Uh, And we can still be quite similar to someone, have the same values, the same target audience, but the mindset block we've got might not be theirs and their one might not be ours, right? So Let's have a little look and see what these could be. One of the most common ones I have is that I see people having is a fear of failure. Now, I'm scared of failure too. Um, I have very much a stuff that I'm doing it anyway approach. Uh, But often we see this as people who just don't want to experiment. 
playing and learning to play and learning to take risks and learning just to investigate and explore and taking joy and just that place of play and learning and then make some of that live with new content formats formats or platforms um, is really an important part of content marketing, especially with the technology that it is today. And hesitation to experiment with that sort of stuff can really help us miss out on potential opportunities to grow our business. It can also show up as avoiding topics like uh, that are controversial or things that are out of our comfort zone. That definitely would be me. Um, I don't like controversial topics often. I feel quite threatened about having arguments. I think, I don't know if I want to work on that at the moment. Maybe I need to. Uh, but I do find that the more I'm becoming more confident in who I am, the more confident I am in standing my ground on things, which I think is really good. So with fear of failure, what I want you to do is to embrace the love of play, to instead of seeing it as something where you've got to learn the stuff to be perfect, instead learn to play. Children, babies, toddlers, they all, the first way they start doing things is they play. We know there's going to be failure. We know that you're not going to do it perfectly. Think how often when you learn to walk, you'd fall down. Uh, when I ran, oh, the dumb things I did when I was learning how to run. Um, anything that we're doing that we're learning, it's going to be terrible. I want you a year from today to look back at your content that you're doing today and go, oh, crap, what was that? We're meant to be evolving and changing. I will tell you, and this is my favorite story with this, uh, I got a book deal with Penguin years ago. And I was like, gosh, my email must have been amazing. When I read it, it had three typos on it. We can get things without having perfection and we can fail. And sometimes our things will fail. The sheer truth is we will always have an amount of failure to get the wins. In fact, you can only get the wins if you have a lot of failure. And so a fear of failure stops us from performing and testing and pushing because we're so scared of the fail part that we don't get to ever get to the wins. Focus on the fact that the win is part of the fail. To get the win, you have to have the fail. All right, next one. Imposter syndrome. Oh boy, have I had this one as well. That whole worrying of, should I be the right person to do this? Um, undermining the value of the content. So sharing, having an issue with it being a fear of um, self-doubt. So undermining what you say, leading to less persuasive messaging, not being as forthright, being waffly because you're scared to say something that you really believe in or that you really know. Worrying that other people can do it better. There will always be people who can do it better than you. I'm constantly noticing people who do things better than me. I also know people that don't do it as well as me. Like that is just the way it goes. Um, I think women in particular, we really struggle with this. And I, it's one of the reasons I really enjoy working with women in business in my coaching program. Uh, my coaching program is for women in business and also for men that are comfortable in women-led spaces. And my one-to-one -one stuff I do with both men and women, but that's my coaching is with that. And I think that often with imposter syndrome, we don't want to position ourselves as an expert in our authority, which means that our content doesn't stand out. It's wishy-washy. We're sort of stealing off other people that we think are better and then just adjusting it. We need to understand that we are then putting myself, putting up, making things so much harder for ourselves. The, the more we stand out and stand up in a sea of people that are the same, the easier it is for people to find us. And so that imposter syndrome, it's such a lie. We're all, you know, we can be so similar to somebody and yet so different. Um, and I think finding the ways that we are 
not not trying to look at the other people in your industry and saying, I've got to be like that to get there. The best way to be the person is to be who you are. It's it's the only thing you've got that you know is going to be a little bit different to everybody else. It's easy to do that. And so working on our imposter syndrome is really important. Um, and to really think about the fact that we, um, I do believe faking to your make it can help with this. I'm not a big believer of fake it to your make it with other things. But what I would like you to do is when you're creating content, I like to ask my clients to say, write this assuming that the person who's going to read it will love you. Write this assuming that no matter what you do today, everyone that does this is going to love you. And one of my friends, Deb, gave me a great saying when I was going through a really, really poor space around, you know, trying to find the people that were my, my, my community. I almost used the word tribe. I'm trying not to because it's not appropriate. Um, but one of the things that she told me to say, which worked really well for me, is I'd say, every morning I'd say, show me who loves me. And it helps you show up more authentically and it stops you thinking about all the people that are going to go and point and say, at you and actually focus on the people who just actually really like what you do. The more that you're real, the more they like it. And we want to work with those people. Perfectionism is related to fear of failure, but it's also slightly different. I have worked with a few people who are perfectionists and it's very hard for them to grow their businesses. Um, you have to choose your perfection spaces. You make your perfection around the way you deliver your work, but it will not work in marketing. Spending excessive fine time churning content, delaying publications, reducing overall output because it's got to be perfect is all a hugely terrible thing to have in your business. Yes, if you are a design company or photography or things like that, it does have to have a level of beautifulness. But not everything in the whole thing can be perfect. You can create templates, you can create brand guidelines, if you struggle with perfectionists that you can't create the content, give some of that stuff to someone else and don't freak out. It won't matter if it's not exactly right. No one is going to not choose you because a picture is two millimeters unaligned on a page, for example. Um, I once had someone who wanted to give me to give an analysis and analytics of every single hashtag we were using and there were 30 of them. And it just made it so difficult for us to actually proceed and grow their business. So we need to make sure that we try not to do that. The more that we focus on having less pub, um, content because we need to have it flawless, makes us lead, miss opportunities, it has less visibility. And perfection is not considered amazing anymore. You can have perfection in parts of your stuff, like you could have a perfect Instagram feed, for example, but show up as yourself in your stories where it's that ephemeral um, content where it's just changing every 24 hours, it's renewing, turning up and being more relaxed in there would be the good counterbalance to that. So you can have perfection in some areas, like stick to your colors or stick to the brand feel, but don't worry if there's a mistake somewhere. The only one that cares about it is you, really. And so it's really important just to eke away at that and also remember that you can get clients even if you're not perfect. Um, because I am not perfect and I get clients. So you can too. Um, another one that can be a mindset block can be that um, you might feel very overwhelmed and burnt out and you're worried that marketing is going to help you do that. Um, one of the things that can, um, can affect that um, or can be a difficulty with that um, could be around um, not having consistent content creation and 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 publishing because you are actually already burnt out and it's causing a mind shift because you're just low on it and that you're feeling mentally and physically exhausted. 
Now, if that is the place and you can, I actually normally recommend just taking a big break away. Go and find some peace and quiet and come back slowly. Um, so do um, add structure to your content plan. Uh, be patient with yourself. And also when you're doing it, um, really listen to your tone where you can get some outsourced help for some of the stuff that you find a bit harder. Look, even use ChatGPT if it's going to help. It won't be perfect, but at least it kind of gets it going and just get that habit going and it t- tide you over. It's also another reason why I recommend that you do batch or work ahead with your content so that if you do get these periods, there's some content that goes out no matter what. Um, so I teach my clients to have auto lists with some content so that some of it's consistent. So if they hit a bad point like this, it's okay. Another one that can be really difficult is having a resistance to change, um, worrying about learning about new content trends. Um, I have this, a lot of my clients have this one. Um, audience preferences, learning how to use platforms differently, feel like you got to do it and everything's done outdated. Like the thing is that unfortunately we live in an age where technology and platforms are changing all the time. And the way you did it five years, 10 years, two years ago will be different. I think for this, it is just coming to peace with the fact that change is inevitable. And part of this is allowing ourselves every week or every month to just have time to come to terms with that. Even if you learn something, and this is key, um, I've got a couple of clients who act on something they've noticed right away. It's actually quite a bad habit because it can, that's what can cause the stress. So for example, I did a website audit of myself and there's a whole lot of changes I've got to make. I haven't then gone, I have to do all these right away. I have prioritized that list and I'm slowly going to change those over time because sometimes we can't go at the pace that we want to have it for perfectionism, but also for the change. And you have to make it work with the way that you do it. Another mindset issue that we can have is a fear of rejection or criticism. Um, So we might um, avoid strong stances, we might worry about people disagreeing with us, Uh, we might then create a bland and unmemorable material. And definitely for me, I I definitely used to have this as a problem. I was so worried that I'd be offensive to people. Um, I'd also not want to engage with people much because I was worried that it would, um, people would disagree with me. If someone did say anything about disagreeing, it would freak me out. But we really have to be aware that for a start, um, criticism normally means your content's going out beyond your little safety net. So it's a good sign that your content's reaching new audiences. Um, criticism and rejection. Rejection is part of the course. Last year I had someone who, who might be listening to this, who, go, who said, um, I've chosen someone cheaper. I still listen to all your podcasts and I'll read everything you have and I absolutely adore you, but I don't want to pay, essentially, I don't want to pay your prices. Um, and two years ago that would have just thrown me and I would have been so upset. And this time I was like, not my ideal customer. Because I have clients who are in much smaller businesses who see the value of what I do. And if this person doesn't value it, well, that's okay. Like they've read the stuff and they've chosen. And I don't take it personally. Um, I'm house hunting at the moment. And we have houses that we've absolutely loved but just didn't quite meet our criteria. We rejected them because of the criteria, not because the house was a problem. People will choose you for all sorts of reasons and they'll reject you for all sorts of reasons. The only thing we can do is be ourselves and let them make that decision. And it's not a sense of our value or anything if they don't choose us. Uh, So you need to be clear on that. Um, Fear of rejection can often mean that we also undersell ourselves as well. 
because um, we're worried that people won't choose us and then we're like, see, I put myself out there and no one wanted me. Um, so that can be a problem too. Scarcity mindset is also one that's difficult. Um, so often we don't want to spend time or money working on our content because we're like, what's the point? Uh, I can tell you the point is to get clients which bring you in money, uh, which is very good. But sometimes it means that we don't want to spend money on tools or things that so people are on the free Canva account. Well, I would tell you you can make so much more money and make your things look so much better with the pro. That you don't want to use a CRM or you don't want to use other tools that will help you make things or a scheduling, scheduling software. You want to save money. To me, it's such a scarcity mindset or even working with a coach. Um, or you might not want to collaborate with other people. So you're worried that if you share with someone else, they might get the client and you don't. Having a, 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 an abundance mindset, the opposite, really helps us to see the opportunities when they're there. It really helps us to maximize the things that we have in front of ourselves. And so working with that and actually thinking about, is my mindset too small for the goals that I have? Do I need to shift it? And am I scared of every sort of competitor? Am I scared of anyone else in my space? Um, and I've just... Yeah, I've got a podcast coming out with Natalie Topoff, and we talk about that um, in there because it is quite important. Um, another one that people can have an issue with is a lack of self-confidence um, and a mindset block around self-confidence and, and feeling really good about it. Um, and so that can also be a difficulty as well. There's quite a lot of these, by the way. We might do two parts on this. Um, this is the first part because I don't think I'm going to get them through all of them. Uh, but lack of self-confidence. So this is a thing around like if I do tell people what I want, they're not going to even want it. So what's the point? Part of this can be a lack of clarity, to be honest, like really understanding what your offer is and who you're talking to. But it can also just have a few other things in there. Like you could have a poor money mindset. Uh, you could have, it isn't just confidence. It could just be around the value that you give people, uh, a mindset block around, you know, uh, what is it that you actually give and results over someone else? It means that you often can have quite weak call to actions and calls to actions and selling and not having an expectation that people actually want to work with you. You might not want to share personal stories or experiences because you think you're boring. Um, you might not want to show your face or show your body because you think people will reject you if they see it. They're going to see it eventually. May as well get over with. If they're going to have a problem, I always think may as well get over with early. Um, and and I have lived and breathed that. I was like, you know what? If people aren't going to choose me because I'm fat, I may as well deal with it by showing them that I'm fat. And then I've removed that if they go, oh, I don't want to work with that person because of their weight, which is the stupidest reason ever. Um, then that's their decision. But at least I've filtered them out. I'm not trying to pretend by showing them my skinny face shape or whatever it is, you know. Like so, um, so lack of self confidence can really make an, an impact on that. So working on building that confidence, and that comes through action. Taking action is the only way, the best and fastest way to build confidence is to take action beyond your comfort zone. It's the most unpleasant thing, but it works. If you want to build confidence, and I've got um, a podcast earlier around building confidence, that's how you do it. That is the formula. And one of the other ones we will have is a need for control, like a mindset around I have to control this, which causes a difficulty in delegating. Um, so it could involve being overwhelmed um, and trying to do it all, but also feeling overwhelmed and really struggling with it because you want to control everything. I am like that a bit, to be honest, and I've really learned the power of delegation. It means that I can be in a lot more places a lot more frequently. Uh, and actually, sometimes the people that I've got in charge of my stuff does a better job than me. Sometimes they don't. 
but they do a better job than I can in doing all the stuff. By giving them that job, I then get a almost perfect job in some things. Some things are a lot better. Almost perfect job, but I get it in more places and, more, and I get that, that kind of numbers to, to get that critical mass. So that's a really important one. Money mindset. We're going to finish on this one. Um, there's a bunch of other ones. We might come back and do a few other things. But money mindset can be like a huge one and it leads to underpricing our services. And that's huge. It's also about not wanting to talk about money. Talking about money on your content is so important. We need to communicate confidently the true value and quality of the services we offer. We don't want to attract a bargain-seeking audience. We want to have our real clients, our ideal clients that are willing to pay for quality. And by doing that, we have to feel really confident and really excited about what we offer and understand the value of what we have. Working on money mindset is one of the biggest and most common issues I have with people who are struggling with this in their sales. If you can't look me in the eye and tell me what you sell for and the price and make it sound like you're feeling bad about it, how hard is that going to be to share on your confidence? It's going to come through in your content if you don't have that sorted. So you really have to get that right. And I don't want you to be going, I've put this at this price because I think that's what all people will pay. Put it at the price it's valued at, damn it. It's really important. Now, I do have a whole bunch of other ones in here that can also impact um, mindset um, and focus on it. Um, but I want to stop there. Boy, do I have lots of them. Um, because the other ones can also be really important. I'm just going to um, put a line here too. Um, so because some of the other ones, I'm, I'm looking at a few of them. And, oh, actually, we'll just do this one before we finish. Another one that I find is really important is um, wanting to please everybody. Um, and that one, a mindset around that, so it leads to difficulty in setting boundaries. Um, so it might be that you have content that overpromises. You actually offer content above and beyond all the time that people didn't ask for or aren't prepared to pay for. They might be asking for it but won't pay for it. Um, has client expectations then that can't be met so they're disappointed with you. Um, and also it means that you can often um, not be able to focus on creating that good content because you've overrun your energy levels because you're trying to manage all that client stuff you know and doing low value work and and overdoing doing work beyond and be asked what you meant to do beyond and beyond and beyond beyond and be asked that makes sense so getting the idea of setting boundaries and being able to get better at that so I have things like no work in the weekends no work at night I have I've developed a lot stronger boundaries. My coaching program, I've had to develop some boundaries, not because of them, because of me, um, over the period of that. But I can tell you that if I had tried to start that that coaching program five years ago, it wouldn't have worked because I hadn't done a lot of work myself around boundaries. And I still find it terrifying to set a boundary, but it always pays off. And no one cares. They're like, oh, yeah, fair deal. That's actually fair. And the ones that don't, not your ideal client. If they can't respect the boundaries that you have, it's really important. And you have to respect your own boundaries. If you've set time aside for content marketing and then you keep on moving it because you've got to do something else in that time, that's on you, dude. That's on you. All right. That's a bunch of them. We will do another session at some stage because I've got like another page and a half of mindset ones. But I wanted to start with those ones. I don't know if, they, if any of those ones are there for you, um, but I wonder if they were. Let me know. Um, message me on my socials. Email me. Um, talk to me through my website, which is Confident Content Podcast. You can send me a message through there.com. Um, and otherwise, let's shift some mindsets. Even if it's not those ones, I wonder what other content marketing mindsets you might have that you need to shift.